Welcome to the Bedpost Podcast. I, of course, am your host, Aaron Pym, and what I like to do here on the pod is bring fun and sexy guests into <laughs> the studio to talk about sex and sexuality with me. Today, I have a super fun guest, uh, been a big fan for a long time. He has two podcasts currently, the Happy Good Podcast and also Evil Men. Please welcome to the mic, everybody, fellow sonar podcaster and comedian, Chris Locke. Hi, Chris. Hi, thanks for having me. Um, this is great. I'm glad to dive into the wild world of sex. Woo-hoo. Yeah, w- with you. You said I'm you excited. Were, you said you're excited. Yeah, excited. You said you were a little nervous. <laughs> yeah, I'm nervous. Sex is freaking scary as hell, don't you think? Is it? Do you find? Do you find that? Uh oh, great! Are we gonna jump right into it? Fuck yeah! <laughs> I'm gonna delve into your mental. Just pick apart your brain right off the top. Yeah. To be honest, I've never had sex. Um, mm-hmm. No, no. <laughs> well, you have a couple kids. You've had at least had sex how many times? <laughs> Twice? You have two Twice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Something happened. Uh, yeah, I must have had a a gin or two that night. I don't know. Ooh, saucy. Yeah, I have two kids, married, you know? Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. Yeah, you, you, you could, talk. You could still be you talk. You could still be a freaky person in bed with you know being married and have kids. Well, I listened to your episode with uh, Marin de Sade. Yeah, like I guess it's said like like the Marquis de Sade, right? Yes, yes, exactly um, that. Yep. So it's not Marin de Sade. Um, no. Or Sade. Or Sade. You're right. <laughs> but I really like that episode. I liked how clearly uh comfortable with uh, all kinds of sexual stuff across the spectrum you guys were yep um i thought uh, they were really entertaining guests so yeah oh, and also um, they are great you you flood social media with uh titillating uh <laughs> dominatrixy style photos all the time so my interest is peaked i'm like what's this is this lady gonna kill me or maybe <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, it's, I, I'm interested. I wanted to talk. I'm going to kill you, Chris. Um. <laughs> Did I give too much away about myself in that uh, joke? Or, oh, my God. Maybe. Are you going to please kill me? No, no. Um. <laughs> A consensual kill scene. Yeah. No, it's yeah. funny. Like, people are, people are really kind of bonkers when it comes to kink like we um had a staff meeting myself and like a bunch of other dominatrices where i work and Mm -hmm. we're talking about like problematic clients and like troublesome clients and somebody had a story where this guy was like um just saying like we're saying how it's a red flag when a client goes you know i've been to see so many different providers and they can never you know give me what I need. Like I've been, I've never been happy seeing a pro, like how that's a huge red flag. 
And the person, like, took them on anyway and was like, okay, I like a challenge, I guess. Like, let's try this. And basically, the guy wanted his life actually endangered. Like, he has a pacemaker. And he wanted to do, like, Easton, which is, like, electrical play, which is not not kosher to do with the pacemaker so basically right. wanted like the dominators to like actually not role play not pretending actually endanger his life and like no one would do it and like when when no one will kill me like jesus christ that, man like yeah <laughs> yeah it's not just all about you i mean you're trying to ask somebody to almost maybe be a murderer <laughs> No, like huge fucking liability, buddy. That's a, like, yeah, that's a tough one. Holy shit. So what I want to ask is, <laughs> yes. uh, where do you think that kink comes from where they need to be driven to the brink of death? And like, <laughs> you know, like the David Carradine, yes. Michael Hutchins sort of stuff where they're like, I'm about to die. And that's the my favorite thing. Yeah, like, you and know, that's like, hot. Yeah. Does that come because like I think I'm just guessing as a very plebeian. Yeah, I want to hear your take on it before I before I. Yeah, I'm a normie ding dong. But the thing (laughs) is, is and the funny thing is, is I think I'm open about sex. But then when I hear you guys talking on the podcast, I'm like, wow, I'm like the most conservative button down suburban guy I've ever known. Like, holy crap. Hey, I think we're going to find it here today. We're going to find we're going to we're going to find it. We're going to pull it out. I'm confident. (laughs) Uh, Well, anyways, I just want you to electrocute me to death. That's all. But the thing is, is I have this theory just now only listening to you. Never Mm -hmm. thought of it before. But clearly, like people have instances in their childhoods and stuff that probably and growing up like and experimenting Mm -hmm. as young people, uh, sexual awakening and stuff that sort of drive these kind of like create these desires that grow inside them whatever but i had this weird theory just now yeah it could be based on primitive ancient stuff in our dna as well like having sex when a freaking dinosaur is chasing you or something. <laughs> right or like you're about you're you're for some reason a saber-toothed tiger has you and your mate cornered in a cave and you're like let's do it I love that. It might be, I, the, it I, I might think... be the last chance we get. And so there, there's an element of fear connected with sex and death, obviously, in our ancient DNA that I, we access. I really like this theory, actually, because like we've seen that so many times in movies, right? Where it's like, mm-hmm. it's the end of the world, and the two people yeah. left to just start, you know, make it out or fucking or whatever. Well, I just saw a photo of a mummified guy from Pompeii, you know, the volcano <laughs> thing. And he was jacking off while... <laughs> while while he got covered in like lava or ashes or whatever. <laughs> so I find like when you watch like, you know, uh, a sh- crime show or not even a crime show, but like maybe sort of like a, uh, ooh, like, you know, like sort of titillating <laughs> sexual erotic film or something uh, show, the individual is always like, let's trace the individual's origins. But I'm saying, that's not fair. If he, maybe as an, an as an aspect of kink shaming is like trying to figure out what made this individual this individual, but really you have to go back <laughs> to the beginning of humanity and what made humans so you know intense. I fucking love that. I I was actually having a conversation. This is the weird shit I talk about with my friends as well. I was talking to one of my partners about. He was like, I wonder 
um, like in a similar way, I wonder why humans get sad. Like what evolutionary reason, you know, like sadness came about, like how how did it protect us or like save us or like, you know, Mm -hmm. help us like survive basically. And we were trying to like, just theories going back and forth. What? What? That one's easy to me. Tell me, tell me. So ancient caveman had a cookie and he dropped it and it broke and got muddy and he couldn't eat it anymore so then he got sad because he couldn't have his cookie uh-huh. and then the sadness is a teaching mechanism well take better care of your cookies well don't fucking drop it next time <laughs> yeah you stupid <laughs> caveman yeah. that's very funny the origin uh- of sadness is probably in my lineage, at least, uh, yeah. has to do with uh, it's cookie dropping related. food. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so, okay, I actually only know one person that I've spoken with in-depthly about their fantasy, like, to be killed. Um, and their origin story was, like, surrounding, um, like... I, I, he kind of thought it, where it began was like old school Batman cartoons where like Batman and Robin mm. are tied up and in peril and about to die. And he just thought that was like the hottest thing. So, so what, hot. yeah, so, so Is hot. Is he a gay person too, or does it not matter? A uh, queer person. Yeah, I think he identifies as, oh, but, sorry. Uh, but he definitely has um, no gay people identify as gay as well but he he um has yeah. female partners um as well um but that's what i was just wondering yeah if it was like connected to like two men tied together oh, like the batman and just... robin scenario yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's, that's what i'm a, saying but no, just that's a cool thing to think of but no i no, think I didn't it's mean just it like a... <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> if you want to be tied up oh, that's oh, you're a gay you person no no <laughs> yeah yeah i thought just because it was like yeah two men tied the together, two of them together stuck together for the night you know? I mean, I'm sure there God, are God, Robin, that... we're going to be in here all night. You know what I mean? Yeah, we're so <laughs> bored. Like, what is there to do, you know? Yeah. Um... I keep trying to grab the rope, but I don't think that's the rope. <laughs> Did I get it? Is that it? Is that it? Did I get it? <laughs> oh, I'll yeah. keep trying. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You got it. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> Why are we still tied up and my hands are sticky? <laughs> that's what I thought you meant. That's all. Sorry. <laughs> that's okay. Um, but like, yeah, it's related to like that feeling of like, you know, a lot of submissive people are drawn to submissive because it gives them a feeling of not being in control of being helpless. Like those feelings can be really erotic to some people. So I think it's really like, uh, like it's blowing up that Mm -hmm. idea to like the nth degree. You know what I mean? See, I don't think I genuinely want that. Um, to be out of control. I don't No, but like. I don't know if you heard, uh, but I have a stand-up bit <laughs> where, um, and I've done it on TV. It's going to be on TV. Ooh. <laughs> so it's Saucy. out there. What the hell? Um, but it's like nothing. It's a, it's, I, I'm saying it as a, a ding-dong stand-up joke. But it is funny. There's something about a giant woman mm-hmm. that, I, that I think about. And uh, like... It's funny because the joke is like, I want this giant woman to cradle me in her arms and let me suck on her nipples. And then I go to the audience like, you guys think I just want to be a baby again, but I fucking don't, (laughs) you know. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so (laughs) 
and then i feel like releasing that joke out into the world uh has created like now i think about it sometimes and i do ultimately <laughs> think of it as humorous fodder for comedy but sure it is funny like i i think uh like you know i'm not the tallest guy my wife is petite you know i mm-hmm. don't know and there i remember like I'll, I'll tell you an anecdote like there was this uh uh waitress i had at this cool like punk bar this summer in montreal mm-hmm. and she was like jazzing with me like we were ribbing each other and joking yeah. around and but she was huge you know yeah and like just like tattoos all over and so tough you know like got yeah. a like tough edge to her and like shredded jean shorts that were like barely you know what i'm saying she's hulking out of them yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> kind of hot yeah and yeah. there was a part of me that was like i want this person to fucking pick me up and throw me across the <laughs> road and i don't know like but I, I loved her not like i loved her like i i'm not a married man and i respect of being course. married but of do you know what i'm saying like, oh 100 there's something in my brain that was like this rules yeah there's something about that for sure like a giantess fans fantasy is like super common mm-hmm. and like it can be yeah. this is funny i actually wrote an article for hustler recently about um you know in resident evil um the lady d character she's like a massive 10 foot tall vampire no but she's I'm, like really I'll sexy and she's just like yeah she's just like huge right so basically the article was talking about why people have just you know are just in love with this character basically and just think she's so hot and sexy and stuff like this so it's like it can be a lot of different things like the uh, the I, yeah the element that you said like lift me up and throw me like there's a whole thing about like muscle worship fantasy wrestling lift and carry these are all kinks about oh, like yeah. super strong women doing stuff oh to, god to men that's huge yeah yeah there's Massive. a mud wrestling scene in uh the old comedy stripes and john candy like gets thrown in the mud ring yeah i don't know if you've seen that comedy it's like no, Bill Murray, harold ramus Oh, it's from like 1982 or something. And nice. uh, yeah, now that, that I watched that scene a lot for sure as a kid. <laughs> like giant hey, busty maybe. women covered in mud, like yeah. throwing John Candy around. And stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's also got to be, I, I know his shit is not accepted anymore, and it, but, but there's definitely like a Freudian psychoanalytical aspect, obviously, to being you know yep, a giantess yep. glomming onto you and holding you and etc like yep all, all those fantasies of giants like you know galactic you know beings taking care of you i think stem from like being ripped away from your mother when you're born and all this shit it's true that that like you know there's something to that and you know i get those you know his stuff is kind of problematic as well but like there's a little bit of something to it like that that um need and desire to like feel small you know, like like a small little baby, a sweet baby. Yeah, just yeah, just be my mom again. Yeah, yeah, just like do everything to me and for me. Like just, I'll yeah. just I'll just starfish over here and like. Do Maybe it's actually is the kink is a symptom of laziness. You just want your mom to do everything for you again. you know what that is a funny thing that comes up like with femdom it's like the (laughs) it's funny because it's like we think that femdom is like oh the women are in control and 
um, you know, the men kind of sit there and do anything, but, but it's like, it's supposed to be subversive. It's like, so for people who are actually just like lazy and want somebody to just like do everything to them and they just bring nothing to the situation, like that actually happens more often than not. So it's like, this isn't subversive, like with this person, this is just like the actual gender roles that happen. Like the wife does everything, you know, makes all your fucking food and cleans the house and raises the kid and the dad's just like, (laughs) like that that gender Uh, um, stereotype exists right chris i don't know what you're talking about right chris i I never heard of nothing like that (laughs) well yes Uh, it's true though uh, it's like assertive yeah my wife is awesome (laughs) (laughs) i'm glad to hear it but like there's also stuff like um people like to be crushed and stuff so like with the giantess thing it's like being sat on or being underneath their feet like you know like trampling and stuff those are related hmm i think it's all just now that would be a different one maybe maybe you went to the circus once and you saw an (laughs) accident happen once the elephants came out i don't know (laughs) (laughs) i mean trampling to me I instantly see elephant hooves. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I feel I feel like if we're thinking of like yeah stuff that might trigger that like from shows and stuff. I I still picture this like superhero scenario where you're almost about to be crushed by like some fucking machine or something. You know, you're on the conveyor belt oh. and like something. So is when gonna come a, and crush you. So when uh let's say like uh like a big beautiful woman. BBW. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Did you say BMW? No. I said, <laughs> this is a big woman. And B- yeah, I didn't want to say it wrong. Is that the acronym? <laughs> BBW. Yeah, big yeah. beautiful woman. That's what, yeah. Yeah, BBW's rule. Let's get that out of the way. Mm-hmm. Um, they're 100%. the best. But so if like a BBW is sitting on your face. Yeah, yeah. And you're almost suffocating. Yeah. So there's a deep psychological aspect going on in that person where they're like, I'm Superman in a trap. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe, maybe. Hey, I love that. What's going on? Yeah. Get off of my face, Lex Luthor. Your butt is suffocating me. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. It's, yeah, face sitting is a cool one too because it can be about breath play. Um, some people really eroticize breath not, play. not being able to there's not a thing. word there's not not a word for anything now <laughs> it's true there's a term for <laughs> I'm literally into breath everything. play breathing trying to breathe yeah nah not breath into it play. hate it yep breath play <laughs> <laughs> I've read every book I can find on breath play all 156 <laughs> books you know what a new genre of breath play people mm-hmm. should read up on breath play because it's fucking dangerous yeah. <laughs> It's literally like I know. See, this is the naive <laughs> idiot in me. I, you're probably. I even mentioned like a couple big st- celebs that died doing the uh, news uh, thing. You know? Yeah, you. you uh, wait, no, maybe I'm getting that screwed up. I feel. I feel like there was somebody that did auto 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 asphyxiation. No. Oh my god, no. We would. You would. There should be. No, no, I'm just joking. That's a dark joke. <laughs> um, Don't want to. That's the thing. Okay, that. can I say to your listeners right now? The thing yes, is, please. is like my main mode is to be funny first. So if I trample over something and it seems insensitive, I, 
uh, my mode is to go joke, so I'm sorry. No, no, yeah. I'm into it. And you even said pre-recording. You're like, if I say something that's like actually just tasteful, by all means, call me out. <laughs> 100%. So I'll always you. be like that. Yeah, yeah, I'll always, please, you know. You're willing to learn and Willing to learn and, and also, uh, yes, would like to be a respectful, good little boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, there, well that's, that's a whole other thing. <laughs> <laughs> yes i have uh, i know my manners you know tell me so, about yeah. that tell me about good boy i want to hear <laughs> no, your, let me your ask take you a couple good... questions okay, before i right. start trusting you with everything <laughs> I, I already told you that Did i you... want a giantess to smack break my back against the rocks by the ocean or whatever <laughs> <laughs> that's true i will divulge to make it equal <laughs> actually i'm gonna send you I posted a link to that that joke one time. Oh, please I'm do. I'm going to send it to you. I did it live one time and at the uh, Ossington RIP. Had to um, go over. You'll see. Okay. But All it is right. going to come out on TV and that's like pretty weird. That's exciting. For what? Um there's I did a Crave like Crave TV. Yep. I did a special for a stand up for them that will come out in the spring. Oh, amazing. That's fucking yeah. exciting. I'm I'm lucky, yeah. And uh, you're you're in shit all the time, though. I saw you in what what we do in the shadows recently. Oh yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> I was really no, I'm not saying like I'm awesome or anything, but I was really lucky. Like, I love that show and I love those uh, those comedians. So yeah, it was really cool. It's so good. Yeah, I'm laughing because of the f- hilariousness of the part you were playing. <laughs> yeah. So if anyone. I was a Dean Martin impersonator. <laughs> and I shaved my mustache weirdly just before the audition. Mm-hmm. And then they didn't tell me for four months. So then they told me I got it four months later. And I grew up my mustache back at that point And I had to reshave it. Oh, that's sad. Yeah. But it was... Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I wonder if this stand-up clip got taken down. No. What? It's not that Because it's too risque? I don't know. I doubt it. I want to ask a couple questions. Please do. Okay. Are you a fan of... Like when you were com- growing up, were you a fan of Sex with Sue? Yes. Oh my God. Yes. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, okay, I was sweet. I was the Sex with Sue person, and I was like the reading the back of the now magazine person, like reading oh, Dan yes. Savage and shit. Yeah. Yeah, those blew my mind. I, yeah. I read those too. Yeah, I had yeah. a bunch of like even like other publications kind of had like some you know self help sexuality questions and stuff like that. I was as like a youngish adult, I was like eating all of that up, like people asking questions about sex. I was just like obsessed. Yeah, that was me. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> and then what about uh, what's the other uh, man? Ruth. What's her name? Doctor Ruth. Um, yeah. Doctor yeah. Ruth. Yeah. 100%. Did you like Doctor yep. Ruth? definitely <laughs> oh man so you She's are wild. like hardcore yeah i've been a sex nerd for like a super long time i'm gonna say yeah so Fair. wait saying sex nerd is not offensive sex nerd <laughs> no. yeah i'm describing myself i guess but i don't i don't know if anybody would be super upset about being called an ex-sex nerd no it's cool i have a shirt um, that's a sex geek on it really yeah it's cute <laughs> okay what else do i want to know okay but then yeah so you're a professional dominatrix this is true this is true guilty is so wild to me when did you start doing that why is it wild to you there's a part of me okay i'm gonna be honest and your yep. listeners can totally judge me and be like oh my god this guy <laughs> but there's a part of me that feels like 
dominatrix is still uh, that's why i love talking to you it's not real to me still yet in my mind it's like this it's like a character in like a, a novel or a or a thriller you know what i'm saying like right, it's, it's not like a real reality job that real people do it's like a <laughs> i don't mean it like that i don't yeah i don't mean to take it away from it's just like how conservative my like i've always been in long-term relationships and then married mm-hmm. so you know, I feel like if I was single all this time up until my age now, mm-hmm. yeah, I probably would have fucking, you know, went around more and like discovered stuff, but I just didn't. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. No, so that's, that's a- wild to me that people like made a conscious decision to uh, be adventurous before uh, instead of being like whatever I am. Suburban? I don't know. <laughs> How do you put it these days? Ancient? <laughs> Uh, old school outdated outmoded (laughs) all of those things married with two kids that sounds like you know i could i I guess i could always ask my wife to step on my neck with her stilettos or whatever but uh we just haven't gotten there yet again be careful with stuff like that uh stilettos on a neck Ah, i wouldn't start with that but uh, (laughs) it seems super dangerous But no, yeah, it's like, it's interesting, right? Like the, all the types of different clients I have, like there are lots of reasons that someone would see a dominatrix. So it's just like cool seeing the spectrum of people. Some people are just like getting their needs met. Maybe they, you know, don't have access to kink in their personal lives. You know, they don't have a partner to explore with and stuff like that. Or maybe they don't have time to invest in a relationship to do kink. But it's important to them. Yeah, I don't want to throw my wife under the bus or anything, but she hasn't, she hasn't chained me to the bed yet and whipped my ass. <laughs> Again, whips wouldn't probably start with a whip. But... What the hell? Why am I so crappy at this? Okay, here's my question. <laughs> Let's take a moment to talk about our lovely sponsors, shall we? First of all, Oasis Aqua Lounge is a water-themed sex club located right here in Toronto at 231 Mutual Street. Oasis is inclusive of all genders and orientations and is shame-free when it comes to pleasure and play. Check them out at their website, oasisaqualounge.com. ComeAsYouAre.com is a trans-owned, trans-operated sex shop that also happens to be feminist and anti-capitalist. They carry only the best sex toys and want to give you the best price possible. Next time, use the coupon code BEDPOST, that's B-E-D-P-O-S-T, when checking out at ComeAsYouAre.com. Here's my question to you. If you're dressed like some sort of fascist uh, officer... Yes. And uh, what kind, what are the right sh- footwear to use when stamping on your client's neck? <laughs> I use like, I, I, I wear a big boot, like, so it doesn't really have a heel on it, but they're lifted up just so I can be a bit taller because I'm kind of a short ass as well. Um, so I would, yeah, you have to be careful with stepping on neck specifically, mm-hmm. <laughs> like no matter what footwear you're wearing, that could be a very, very dangerous. So even barefoot. Right. The, you, just gingerly. You would kind of give them the fantasy of it. Like for me, Mm -hmm. um, because I practice really, I try to practice as ethically as possible. So like if somebody was like, I want you to step on my neck, I would be like, okay, well, here's the compromise that I can reach. So I feel 
good about this, you know, facilitating that type of an activity. I'm like, okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put my foot on your neck. Um, and just kind mm-hmm. of let the weight of my foot sit there. I'm not going to really put any pressure. Like I'm going to put very, very minimal pressure for not a long period of time. But like I can put my foot there and rest it there. I'm fine with that. For me wanting to just be safe, I would not do yeah. more than that. So they could either be like, okay, that's fine. And I can be like dirty talking and making them feel like I'm really stepping hard on your neck. You know, like there are other kind of fantasy elements you can bring into stuff to make mm-hmm. it feel more dangerous or more risky or whatever feeling they want to evoke from it than it actually is. Yeah, because is. like, so like, you know, the guy you mentioned who like genuinely wanted to be electrocuted yes. close near death? Yes. Um. So would you, do? have you ever gotten, because you are ethical and practicing all of this uh very safely um professionally yeah have you ever had a client be like this is not real enough um no or are they like that feedback specifically yeah um or like and kick it up a notch yeah and there are you know i'm i'm like i'm open to you communicating that to me like i I want it more intense me blah 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 you specifically chris um (laughs) everyone else can fuck off um (laughs) no but like that's that's a totally valid (laughs) that's a totally valid request to be like can we amp this up a bit um if it's the first time i'm playing with a client though i'm gonna start low and slow no matter what they say like if they're like oh i'm the biggest pain slut and i you know i want you to just like beat the shit out of me i'll be like okay well pain is really subjective so i'm gonna start low and slow regardless and kind of take it from there um and then the next time like after we're done if you're like i i wanted that to be amped up then book again and then we can actually amp it up but again with the safety thing i'm like i'm not gonna holy shit i just did have a breakthrough what actually what not it's not a personal breakthrough about myself but it's more like what you do is like therapy it is it can feel like that it really can both on my end and the client's end (laughs) sometimes you guys talk about this like at the cafe after (laughs) you you said you have a crew that you meet up and chat about at night (laughs) Um, we like um you'll talk you'll chat with each other after a scene for sure like you do mm-hmm. the activity whatever you're doing in the session and then after mm-hmm. you know i always leave like 10 minutes to be like to just decompress about the scene and talk about it you know what were things you would like to explore more next time what were your favorite moments um you know what things that's what my therapist does there you go <laughs> at the end of our session my therapist is always like was i choking you too hard <laughs> Um, I mean, emotional vulnerability <laughs> is like, you can do kinks that are very, very much feel like you're like cathartic and like all that kind of stuff, like emotionally. So, oh, you know, totally. I've said scene... that to my therapist before. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I know you're a surrogate <laughs> mom for me. I get all this shit. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, I know what I'm dealing with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But like, I, I, but mean, then I was there... like, but then I'm like, but anyways, mom, I mean, anyways. I mean, therapist i mean mom i mean mom (laughs) (laughs) mommy (laughs) i mean mommy i mean mom i mean (laughs) so i I have another really like ignorant but the uh, to your listeners and you uh i'm really interested i i I love this so i'm really naive and learning i love it so thank you thank you for putting up with my ignorance but uh so what i want to ask also is I've never, I've never heard this before. So do dominatrix and their clients 
ever actually have intercourse with each other. Some people do. There is like, it's called like full service domination. Um, full mm-hmm. service is just another word for like somebody that is essentially having sex with you. Um, although there are a lot of things that I do that like, that are sex, but I'm fully clothed. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. to me as a sex educator, yeah. I'm like, everything is sex. Like there's no foreplay and then sex. Like the main, you know, the main event of sex doesn't always have to be, you know, orgasm centric or dick centric or whatever. Or have yeah. to, anything to do with genitals. To me, I see it all as sex. Like, it's all, you know, if you're doing a scene that's just, like, foot stuff, you know, to a foot fetishist, that's definitely yeah. sex, you know. So it's like, I do, um, so I don't do So the person who's, service, like, you're doing but, foot stuff. Yeah. The person will, like, a client, say, for example, mm-hmm. won't even orgasm. And then that was their session and they appreciate it and they love Definitely. it. Definitely. Yeah. They don't have to, oh, they don't have to, like really remove any clothes like you can do really satisfying kink scenes um with both of you 100 percent fully clothed no genitals involved at all i think i'm too hasty you know (laughs) now that i think about my sexual sexuality i'm like i can't wait to have an orgasm (laughs) (laughs) and i mean valid that's important to some people for sure to a lot of people i I would you know say but yeah there's a lot more to it, right? And, it, and kink is kind mm. of exploring this. Um, it's exploring sex. I like to think of it this way. It's exploring sex outside of this like heteronormative narrative that we have about sex, right? Um, yes. Not that genitals can't be involved, and a lot of times are as well. But it's like just kind of exploring this a bit deeper of like um, really the fantasies, pulling apart and like really playing with the fantasies we have when we are aroused like you know what we actually are what porn we're actually watching what we're actually thinking when we're like masturbating or getting off or having sex with a partner like what you actually wish was happening like you know just like kind of playing with like great piv sex like is great but like what else there's a lot there's a lot more. What does the PIV stand for? Sorry. Penis and vagina sex, like just uh, oh, yeah. reg- mm-hmm. regular old sex, you know. So yeah. to me, yeah. So to me, it's like I I'm not a full service dominatrix, but there are lots of them out there. But yeah, I there's there's kind of this thing called the hierarchy within sex work. Where How do you spell that? Hierarchy. It's like the word whore. Um, oh. With archie. So, so is that sort of like a thing where? You guys own the word whore, so it's not offensive type of thing? There you go. Yes, I can call myself a whore, but you probably shouldn't. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. I personally don't like that word. I think it's pretty crass, yeah. But I could see how you guys would use it in that regard, yeah. Yeah, whore like like, means you're getting paid for having sex with people. So that's literally what I do. So I'm like, I'm going to embrace that word. Um, Everybody. Okay, cool you know probably wouldn't identify with that word but um yeah but it's like within like sex workers it's like um there are full service sex workers so like what you know as like you know escorts and and stuff like that and then on the other spectrum of it is like dominatrixes who um who don't have sex with clients so Mm. what can happen within like the sex worker community is like dominatrix who who don't do full service can kind of look down on all the other types of sex workers that do that's fucking shitty so Uh, i so in that way i'm like i'm not gonna be that kind of dominatrix like i do a lot of sex stuff with clients just because i don't have full service sex work um 
because uh, I'm not a full service sex worker doesn't mean I'm not a sex worker doesn't mean I don't do sex stuff and I'm certainly not looking down on anybody that does well you guys were talking about that on that episode I listened to Ooh, about who are we? people um people uh not being uh saying they're not sex workers when they're basically just even selling like nudes of themselves for money yeah 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 yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. and yeah. you guys were saying technically yeah sorry but you are like you know yeah, and it's like identify however you want to identify, but also like yeah. don't sell feet pics and then you know tell a full service sex worker that she's you know less than or something like that's shitty. Well, I had this as a comedian. I had this funny thought, and this is kind of why I was asking as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, is because I only hear you know on the periphery some of the. King stuff, you know. Right. Uh, even like if I look at porn, I really don't go too crazy. I don't think, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also not to call it crazy, but you know what I'm saying. Like I don't go too jazzy. How about that, jazzy? <laughs> yeah, jazzy. <laughs> <laughs> There's not that many like trumpets and uh, French horns where I go. No, not too no. many syncopated rhythms. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wish actually that sounds pretty good. Like that might be I would cool. love the porn to yeah have an old like dixieland feel but the thing is is <laughs> <laughs> but uh i i think i had this really funny thought and this is as a like i said ignorant sure. comedian you could be really kinked up like a furry or something or mm-hmm, like a mm-hmm. super snm latex person so me and if you do have intercourse in that scenario like wherever you do it mm-hmm. um the bottom line at the end of the day is your bits can still accidentally create a baby. <laughs> so I think it's very funny if someone meets someone like with a crazy kink and they're all into it and they meet each other in a ho- motel or whatever. Okay. And the, and it's super wild. You know what I mean? Like, you know, someone's got like a stuffed bear outfit on and the crotch is cut out so that their <laughs> wang can stick out and... You know, someone else looks like uh, <laughs> I'm trying to be polite and <laughs> so that they're so huge. Yeah. So that their huge dick is sticking out of the bear costume. And then like someone's dressed like a leather clad French maid thingy, uh, you know, from ain't misbehaving or whatever um, that they bought for they got for Christmas years ago. <laughs> Shout out to Ain't Misbehaving. Yeah, from the two thousands, <laughs> Toronto nineties. But yeah, so the thing is, is I love the idea of those people calling each other a month later and being like, "Yeah, remember when you were dressed as a teddy bear and you you were crying and you said spank me and you're my mommy? Anyways, I'm pregnant." <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that, that can still happen. And to me, that's so funny. Because that's not what that moment was about. Anyways. Hey. Like the, I, like I the biological like... aspect of sex is still involved, even though you're <laughs> off in this super... Um, fantasy land. You know, fantasy land, yeah. Yeah, I like that. I think that is funny. I think there's something there for sure. Um, I, okay, feel like, I feel like... Because I am workshopping it with you right now. Yeah, no, I get that. <laughs> <laughs> I basically came on to uh, workshop all my dirty stuff with you. <laughs> Yeah, no, great. no, I'm just joking. I, I'm into it. Um, no, no. Yeah, I want to know what scene this bear and this maid is, are in. <laughs> like, what's the what's the narrative there? What's the storyline? 
well that's another thing too you can ask like why did i think of that you know i don't know i know what's wrong with you chris (laughs) a maid and a teddy bear huh Huh? what did you you see hiding under the bed very specific (laughs) i'll give it a shot i don't give a shit I'm 43. I'll give anything a shot now. I don't care. <laughs> At this point, right? Yeah, may no. as well. It's interesting. No, it's like, um, I feel like, I'm going to say to you, I feel like mm-hmm. um, traditional, the traditional ways a lot of people have sex, um, it's really not that different from kink. Because um, mm-hmm. I feel like people have sex for lots of different reasons, you know? To feel close Mm -hmm. to the other person, maybe to have emotional catharsis. That's really common in just, you know, regular quote unquote sex as well. Um, To get off, um, you know, to feel desired to like, like lots of reasons, right? I have that for sure. Boredom. Lots of stuff. I totally have that. I'm serious. Like if, if, if something comes up uh, in my relationship uh, where we haven't gotten to be intimate like that for, for a while, like even coming up to like two weeks or something yeah uh I, yeah i take it personally i'm sad <laughs> <laughs> it's totally true i'm being totally honest now i could still probably spin it into a joke somewhere but that's i get like the it. emotional catharsis 100 percent, and also like yeah feeling desired or wanted still especially when you get older and you're yeah. a bald guy with a mustache and a belly <laughs> Yeah. And then no one's having sex with you all of a sudden. You're like, fuck, man. What yeah. the hell? You know? And then you're sad as hell. It's, it's no one's fault. It's just the way time goes, you know? Yeah, you know, you get distracted or whatever and just don't get around to it for a little while. But, like, no, I, yeah. I, I feel the same thing, like, just about, like, you know, non-kink sex as well. It's like, if I don't, if I have a, you know, romantic partner and we're not having sex for whatever reason, same thing. Maybe we just haven't in a while. Who knows? No reason. But mm-hmm. it's like I start to just feel I just feel far away from the person, you know, like I feel mm-hmm. like we're like I want intimacy. I crave intimacy, you know, it, and it's like when we don't have sex, then it's like I I just feel farther away from you and I don't like that. So it makes me sad, you know, like same thing. Yeah. I'll say to my wife, like, you think I'm a piece of shit. And she'll be like, <laughs> no, you think. I think you're a piece of shit only because you think you're a piece of shit right now. Yeah, this is projecting right now. <laughs> and then I'll be happening. like, and then I'll not know what to say. And I'll be like, so? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> but like, my point is like that people, um, you know, people are drawn to kink for the same reasons. Like there are a lot of reasons mm-hmm. that people practice their kinks. And like yeah. a lot of them are way more wholesome than you think. You know, it's just like yeah. a, di- a different way of getting there, of feeling those feelings of being loved or wanted or cherished or, you know, like whatever. Well, I think in the history and especially like in media in the past, mm-hmm. you know, perversion is, you know, always... Pre- um, depicted as you know like deviant like deviant and yeah like you know like oh what's that movie i don't know anyways i always remember this movie it's uh i think it might be uh, whatever but uh, but a guy like an old lord of a manor puts on like a tutu and then hangs himself for kink but then accidentally hangs himself and that's it and it's like the beginning of a whole movie and and everybody's like embarrassed and humiliated when they find him like this, you know, and it's like, mm-hmm. that's kind of been in movies and, 
and, and, and stories forever. And then also you've got this weird connection, like, uh, you know, like your guest has the, your, your last guest had the, the Dasad, uh, name Desaad. attached. Yeah. And there is like, but the past you have these, like, uh, like people with like, you know, I don't know how to say it, like upper class aristocratic people with power mm -hmm, mm -hmm. taking perversion to the hilt where they're actually manipulating and hurting people. Mm -hmm. And so that you have those stories passed down from the history, like emperors and people being weird and shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, unconsensually, like trying to get, yeah, yeah, manipulated. Yeah, so then unfortunately there is that dark cloud that hangs over because of that. And I think that's why people just instantly judge it like that. Yeah. I'm saying people. Maybe I'm talking about myself. Maybe you're talking about yourself. <laughs> no, I agree though. It, it has But I think it's nice that you say that. I think it's cool that you say it like that. Yeah, like yeah. you're like, no, it's like very wholesome. Yeah, yeah and like... You know, yeah, it definitely has like a shitty representation in like, you know, TV and film and stuff like this. Um, on the whole, like kink is, yeah, something that's just like sickos do it, right? But like, and not to say that like all kink is has very wholesome intentions because like. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like how like, much is shame an actual aspect? But. Because then if you make it wholesome and you take away the shame, then do you need the kink? Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, to me, like, even doing humiliation with someone is actually an act yeah. of love. So it's like, on the surface, it's like, this thing that might be considered really severe or harsh or serious or whatever. Um, yeah. Like, but the reason I'm doing it to the to the person or for the person is because like, I care about them and I want them to uh, have this experience that they want to have, you know, and I want to like guide them through it or whatever. Like, and like, so in... you just said doing humiliation. So humiliation is literally like a box you check on the form. Yeah, it can be. Yeah. Like... And that's the start of a conversation though. If they check a box wow. humiliation, it's like, okay, we have to really talk about this because there's a lot of potential for harm with humiliation as well. So, and also like oh. ethically, like I'm not okay with doing some types of humiliation. Like for instance, like sissification, feminization, like these are these are kinks that that uh, people facilitate, right? But like I'm not okay with calling a cis man like a sissy or a girly in a humiliating way. Um, I see because it's still right. That's misogynistic. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like for for me, I'm a woman, and there's nothing wrong with a guy, you know, taking on typically feminine traits. Like there's nothing wrong with like. What if a rich man gave you a million yeah, dollars money, and yeah. said, "Call me a sissy"? <laughs> how much money? Exactly. <laughs> Even I have my limits, you know. Like, yeah. yeah. I I mean, I, I do fucking. Fine, I'll call you that, but don't tell anybody. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not gonna release it publicly. Um, if I'm creating a video or something. <laughs> but like, I need to be really careful, kind of navigating the waters on that. You know what I mean? Like, so that I feel like I'm not harming this it's, person because it's could nice be... that you have your personal boundaries and then it's true it doesn't work for them they can go find someone else that oh there's a that. thousand other doms that can facilitate this kind of a scene for you but like i want right. to my whole thing is i want to subvert these patriarchal norms i don't want to perpetuate them so if i'm calling a guy a sissy oh you throw like a girl like and you know dressing him up like a girl and humiliate him that's not subversive that's what actually happens in society you know what i mean so interesting what yeah, i would, yeah. so that's the yeah that's the gender norms that do exist so that's not subversive to me so i don't want to do it right that's wild i never thought of it like that and i also um wonder like so you think if if, if like uh 
sort of kink and like dom like if it got if we all got together and it got pro progressively like how you're forward like how you're talking mm -hmm. in like a generation or two like everything else that we're going through right now it would just sort of like that those kinks would almost like disappear maybe because the world would be kind of mm -hmm. a kind of place is that you're, sort of what you're thinking no you're 100 percent. it's like you know there are certain yeah. trends in kinks right and they're directly related to like you know societal norms yeah, yeah exactly like directly right because the whole thing about kink is that we're doing mm -hmm. taboo stuff so it's like what is taboo currently that's going to affect the types of kinks yeah. that people want to play out for sure yeah well there's an aspect in our society now where it's taboo to 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 say terrible things too don't forget about the very progressive mm -hmm, mm -hmm. very liberal-minded people like i bet you there's like you know the most charitable liberal uh lefty people out there that are you know constantly on twitter all the time telling everyone mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that they're saying the wrong thing over and over i bet you they want to go in a dark corner and shout some terrible shit maybe maybe <laughs> and if you do it in a consensual you know way that that you can kind of do that thing then fill your boots yeah you know? yeah if... well, yeah but i like that you're like i'm not gonna facilitate that okay i need to uh open up a can of B bubbly peach water oh my. so you'll hear a little make can sure you, pop is that yeah, okay make sure you put it towards the mic get some <laughs> hopefully there's a listener there that just got off on that yeah yeah <laughs> i do audio erotica so maybe maybe people have uh strangers have reached out to me maybe because oh, i got this tired Oh, I've got this tired. Well, there's a few things, but I've got this tired, stupid voice. <laughs> tired dad voice. Yeah, tired dad voice. That yeah, I've definitely asked. Well, people have asked me to do ASMR. Yes, because well, I mean, happy good is like kind of it. like a funny guided meditation, right? So you you do That's have like is, yeah. yeah, you do have like this like voice that is kind of soothing. So. Sweet. I feel like what what are the what's the request? What type of ASMR? Like just whispering or are you what else are you doing? <laughs> I don't know. That's it so far. Just like it's been like one line or two. No one's ever given me a message or a comment on a video where it's gotten too in depth. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no custom requests yet. Yeah. But I don't know if I would do that, you know, like because I don't want to get too distracted from, you know, working on comedy. But yeah, <laughs> you don't want to yeah, start an ASMR career. <laughs> i don't know yeah i mean geez here we are like comedians in canada we need the dough eh maybe i uh, should i don't know <laughs> maybe you should think about it <laughs> hey you can sell those if, at if a anyone premium. desires me if anyone like desires me or like is attracted to me in any way <laughs> also because i'm like an entertainer and needy and egotistical yes, yes. i fucking love it you know like i got my wife always uh jokes with me about how like big bear um big bear like energy. gay guys really like me and uh uh older older women really like me and uh, mm -hmm. that's what she mm -hmm. thinks i'm not saying that about myself <laughs> but i have noticed stuff whatever i fucking love it you know <laughs> of course i do we're like attention starved if you're a comedian you know yeah i know you can't like just starting to open up stuff it's like we gotta find ways to get that validation and i mean that's kink in a nutshell honestly yeah that makes sense to me and and it's funny you can really see how people can kind of like 
fall in love with their dominatrices because it's like we are giving them all of that all the that that they need you know the validation the safe space to be their true selves like they're basically the subject of affection you know like and all this kind of stuff so it's like yeah, I'm good at my job. That's why you're in love with me. Because like, <laughs> like my job is to literally make you feel desired and wanted and valid and all of this stuff. So yeah, clearly you're gonna think that <laughs> you're it's gonna. So it's so like honestly related to like the similar to therapy. It's crazy. It is. Yes, that. Yeah, the because my my therapist and I now I don't see her often. Oh, sorry, I cut you off. No, I was just gonna say the same thing. Like falling in love with your therapist is a thing for those same reasons. Well, me and my therapist, like, yes, I get to rant about stuff, and she listens and uh, says nice things. But yeah, it does feel like I don't I don't visit them as office often anymore. But it does feel like we're just hanging out and laughing now. <laughs> It's kind of a nice space to be at with your therapist. It's nice, but it's like, I don't know. what it, you know. Should I be on? rocked to the core a bit more? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. my th- I, I feel really nervous when I don't have anything really to talk about, like, for therapy. Like, right before, I'm like, ah, I wish I didn't have this appointment. Because I literally, I'm doing fine, and, like, I don't really have anything to say and then it ends up just being basically like a chatty session where we're just I'm just like catching her up on my life and like stuff like this but after that I'm like we didn't really therapize much but whatever yeah <laughs> it's fine. but sometimes that is just so helpful because that's why we pay money for it a little bit because you can't you can be really close to somebody in real life but you're still not going to like corner them and just talk about yourself for like an hour. Like it doesn't happen go. that often to the part to the like an unbridled, uncensored, you know, like, yeah, it's so weird how like valuable it is just to like, oh, I don't want to describe it like this. Uh, but a therapist almost being like a receptacle for uh, your brain spewage. You yeah. know what I mean? No, 100 <laughs> percent. That's the thing about like sex workers, too. It's like you're paying for. Yeah the you know hour or however long you're booking for of attention full one-on-one attention like it because you don't who gets that in their regular life no one no one will sit and listen to you for a full hour with you know like complete focus on you no one will do that okay. and that's why sold. we pay for it because it's sold i'm gonna start paying <laughs> go. to see sex workers <laughs> sex workers so can you tell it sounds really relaxing. It sounds like a spa day. Honestly, um, it can. The, if you're doing, mm-hmm. you know, so if it's that kind of a session, it can be. Are there lovely. sex workers that just like also good at giving you a massage, stretching? Oh yes, out? yes, 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 yes. My friend Lush oh my Lynn God. is. Um, she's an RMT that does sex work. So, and I mean, there are what's there RMT? Are, oh, like that's a, a therapist, massage yeah. therapist. Yeah, yeah. But like, I mean, they're rub and tugs, right? That do exactly that thing. It's like so you just go in and like get a massage, but also you finish. So lovely. <laughs> is that what the R stands for? No, registered massage therapist. Oh, okay. Yeah. But, um, yeah, uh, like, even with, rub like... Rub me, <laughs> therapist. To thatty. <laughs> rub me, thatty. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, like, even for sessions that I facilitate, it's, like, 
I'm, I'm not a, I don't massage people or anything like that, but like I have a lot of different sensation play kind of tools that are like actually very relaxing and not on the pain side of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. Like there are a yeah. lot of like light, just stimulating, physically Can stimulating you give me an things. Yeah, sure. Like um, there is like, there's like feathers there, for instance. There's like floggers that I use as sensation tools. So it's just like a lot of strips of really soft leather. Um, there are ones like there are certain mm-hmm. types of clamps and stuff like this and pumps and stuff that aren't pumps. painful. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like cupping. Have you ever had cupping? Dogs? Oh, yes, Or know yes, what yes. that is? Yeah. Like, so it can be stuff that's like similar to that. Um, Mm -hmm. vibrators are obviously can be involved as well. And like just different stuff with like, um, you know, you can put a gag on the person you can be doing just like really light impact play, like spanking type stuff that it's almost like, so then what the hell, then what's hard? What's (laughs) hard is like, like actually getting like a beating, like getting beat beat down. Yeah. (laughs) And you've done that. Oh, I did. That's a Tuesday afternoon for me. Yeah definitely wow this is wild okay so can we you've probably already talked about this you already know this yeah what but just from talking to you as a naive newbie today uh-huh. uh i posit to everybody out there that mm-hmm. sex work is therapy and just as important and should be as mainstream as therapy uh therefore obviously also <laughs> look back into all of the repressed societies before now when that wasn't a thing Mm -hmm. and look at how they behaved and what happened if we Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. sex work being on par as therapy and as mainstream as it is is uh, a big progressive step for societies in general i love that i i think that like sex work how i put it usually is like sex work is like one of the things that is on your mental health tool belt right therapist is Uh another one maybe a physical trainer is another one maybe you know your yoga teacher is another one like whatever right we're just in a or going to the gym is another one like we're um a nutritionist perhaps is another one you know um we're just another service that you know that can facilitate like you having this like full around life because sexuality is like a Mm -hmm. huge part of people's identities perhaps maybe some for some people more important than others but like expressing yourself sexually is like massive does massive lovely things for your life your quality I like of the life. idea of like a husband being grumpy and then the <laughs> wife is like what's wrong with you i don't know she's like when's the last time you got your dick hit with a wooden stick <laughs> and then the husband's like ah maybe you're right maybe you're right i should yeah, make an appointment you're right. yeah it's been a while yeah it's been a- <laughs> that's gonna be a totally regular thing in the future and now it's soon serious. i mean it probably is for you for me i'm like i don't know no i, I wish it was more you know it, it still has a stigma attached 100 percent, it does um like yeah. in the circles i run in less so but you know outside yeah. of the sex positive circles there's still a huge uh still a lot of work to do as far as that goes but that's 100% how I see it. Like for me, even um, if I'm going to have like an ongoing like dynamic with a client, like they're going to be a regular of mine. One of the uh, main things they have to do is is they have to have a therapist. <laughs> like That's a hard limit of mine. Like you can't be a regular client of mine without a, you need to have a therapist. 
because wow okay <laughs> so like in one on one hand like doing kink can be very therapeutic if you want to approach it that way on the other hand i'm not your therapist and you need to get one you know what i mean <laughs> right no no i'm i'm thinking of it because it's physical for the most part mm -hmm, obviously mm -hmm. there's catharsis as you said uh, mentally as well you you feel relaxed but mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but you feel that same relaxed when you leave a spa and you've been like massaged or been in like a saltwater pool or something there you go there you go exactly, exactly. but you're not saying into the saltwater pool like <laughs> you know this is what my uh, dad said to me when i was eight or whatever Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right? I love the idea of you, like, all uh, jazzed up in your gear, like, uh, suction company, suction cupping people. And they're like, you know what my dad said once when I was a kid? And you're like, can it cut? That's not part of the, that's not for me. That's not, I'm yeah. not that girl. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I love it. Well, Chris, I love learning this stuff. I, I love it, too. I'm, have you learned? Have you learned a bit today? I you definitely said, you said have. jazzed three times, so I think that's that's pretty good. I've said jazzed. I've mentioned my mom, my dad. Like clearly, something happened years ago. A Miles Davis CD was on, and I got in trouble. I don't know. But yeah, a big, a big um, woman came by, threw me in the mud. <laughs> God, uh, wouldn't that be great? Isn't that lovely? See? What am I going to do? Am I just going to pine about this until I die? I don't know. Until you see a It'll dominatrix that can facilitate this session? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's just well, sad. now that we have we have audio proof here that we I've do. been confirmed that it's therapeutic. So, <laughs> so now uh, you feel, you know, free mm -hmm. to maybe follow an yeah. impulse like that. Who knows? I, I know you're wrapping it up, but can I just ask like, where mm -hmm. usually does a session take place? Um, I work at a dungeon, like a play space that's like in the West End. <laughs> yeah, I work in dungeons too. I do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but they're like real called stand-up comedy clubs. Real dive clubs. bars, yeah. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> no, so they actually like, it's a nice place, but you guys call it a dungeon. Yeah, you still call it a dungeon, even though it's yeah. like super classy and like way better decorated than like my home. Like way classier and more expensive looking than anything I could afford. Um, in my actual life but you know there's yeah. like there's shit you can tie people to and there's a lot of implements and stuff but it's like that's wild it's a really luxurious kind of feeling cool. but we still call it a dungeon yeah because i mean i love it well thanks so much for the information i really hope <laughs> it was really nice chatting with you this was like really fun i hope like if anyone's like a like a naive uh <laughs> interested person and they they check out this episode i hope my questions helped other people too with like some it. of the basic stuff yeah yeah me too no and that's that's i love that you contacted me because that's uh one thing i love like as you know i kind of have like i have some sex experts but i also have comedians who are just like yeah. um you know it's uh, different accents points for listeners right like because some people wouldn't be able to some people might feel super intimidated me talking to Marin Desaad about whatever but you know something yeah. an episode like this is way more accessible to them so so I appreciate it I really it. liked it it was one of the most like open <laughs> progressive conversations I've heard in a long time oh yeah. that's amazing um yeah. before I let you go Chris tell the people mm -hmm. where they can find and follow you and listen to happy good and evil men 
Well, I don't know. Like, Happy Good and Evil Men is everywhere you can listen to a podcast, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, on Twitter, I'm at Chris Lock World. And on Instagram, I'm at Chris Lock Fun. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, <laughs> I will. My Crave stand up comedy special will be out uh, in the spring. If you're nice. Canadian, it's on Crave. Uh, if you're American or otherwise, we'll find some way to get it to you. But yeah, that's about it, I guess. Follow nice. me and you'll know. So, okay, for me, folks, you know where to follow me by now. At Twitter, where I'm most active, I'm at the Lady Pim One. On Instagram, I'm at the Lady Pim One, at the Bedpost Podcast. We have a Patreon. It's the Bedpost Show. We have a YouTube channel. It's the Bedpost Show. And I always like to thank the lovely lady who does all the original music for the podcast. That is Stephanie Copeland. You can find out more about her at stephcopelandmusic.com. Until then, we will see you next time, everybody, with another fun and sexy guest here in the studio. Talk about sex and sexuality. Get fucked, everybody. Bye! (laughs) This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. 